Hour number two here on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. We've got our Week 12 NFL picks coming up in about 20 minutes. But before we get to that, uh, we had a little bit of an interesting discussion in the break, guys, about if the Patriots make the AFC Championship game this year, which we all fully expect them to do. They are currently the second best team in the AFC behind the Oakland Raiders. Record-wide, they're tied. Yep. But Oakland has uh, the tiebreaker. Strength breaker. of schedule. Strength of schedule. All the way down to the strength of schedule tiebreaker. Yep, because they've both played at least one common opponent, and they both won, won that game. So it got us looking ahead to the NFL playoffs, even though we're still a ways away from that. And looking ahead to the AFC Championship far. game. It's yeah, but it's still a little Coming ways down the away. stretch. We're it's, almost in December. It's a sport where you go week to week. But for the most part, looking ahead to the AFC or Championship month game. month to month. It depends on what uh, you want to look I, at. I just wanted to see where everyone stands uh, in terms of what they expect that matchup to be. And to me, I think it's going to be New England and Oakland. Until, unless things change drastically, it could still be maybe the Patriots and the Steelers. But if it is the Patriots and the Raiders, don't underestimate the Raiders this year. They yeah, are damn good. Uh, Ashish, my only problem with the Raiders is they're so young, so they're you know inexperienced. So when it comes to the, making the playoffs, yeah, they'll probably be a high seed, but can they play in the playoffs? And they haven't really shown it in, in years past because they haven't made it to the playoffs. Yeah, but in, I mean, like uh, in the AFC title game, if it's in Oakland, if everything stays the same, doesn't that scare you a little bit with that offense with Derek Carr? Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, it sure against the Patriots defense. It, it sure does, but they still have to get there. That that that's the problem with me is I don't think that that they have enough experience to really go through the entire you know way through their home field advantage. ACDC isn't enough for you. I, it's not enough for me. I I don't think that this team is really made for the playoffs. They're built for the regular season. They're just not built for the playoffs. I we haven't seen that. How much postseason uh, success or experience did the Super Bowl Forty Eight winning uh, Seattle Seahawks have? Yeah, but not a lot. I mean, you can't compare them because I'm just saying that. Like, yes, won we always defense, talk about though. true, but, and, but that was still a young defense at the time. Richard Sherman, I think, was in his third year. Earl Thomas was probably in like year four. Right, but the only good defensive player the Raiders have is Khalil Mack. And Ashish, we talked about it with the the Dallas Cowboys. They're in the same boat for me. I mean, you know, Dal- uh, Prescott's having a great year, and so is Zeke Elliott. So then, if but we're talking about experience, playoffs, so if we're talking about experience downing some of these better teams, then we're looking at maybe New England and Pittsburgh in the AFC, and then uh, in the NFC title game, probably like Seattle and Dallas. Dallas. Uh, well, not Dallas because I'm saying that Dallas might go down because of the inexperience factor. You think so? So then, I don't know, some other team in the NFC Championship game with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I don't think that inexperience really uh, affects football teams as much as in some other sports where you have, a, you know, a long series that you have to play. I think when it's a seven-game series in other sports, experience factors in because you got to sort of roll with the punches, you gain momentum, you lose momentum, and you, you try and obviously keep the momentum going, and I think experience experience can help with that but when it's football and it's one game one week I think that a lot of times it can be that the most talented team wins out and sometimes with when it's a team with an experience you even have the team with more experience on the other side not really knowing what to expect well Dave, or maybe I'll even slightly... downplaying the fact that like if uh if a Seattle plays Dallas, what's to say that they have any idea really what to expect out of the Cowboys when they hit the postseason? No one knows what to expect. Yeah, I slightly disagree with you only because if Oakland makes the playoffs, they're going to have a home field advantage, correct? It seems that way, yeah. So they'll have what, uh, two or three games at home before the Super Bowl? Well, they'd get two because of a bye, so, most likely. So they get two. So it's a two-game series, I look at that. Sure, so, but it, I mean, you're playing a different team 
both weeks. Yeah, but I, I still think that it, there's a true test out there regardless. Oh, definitely. You know, they, they, they went through adversity uh, against the, the Houston Texans, who I think is, is uh, an okay team. They're not a great team. Sure. And they struggled against them. Yeah, but, so, I mean, you, you see that week to week with with even some of the better teams. I mean, the before that, the week before their bye week, they beat Denver 30-20, to 20 and they, they handled them pretty well. Yeah. You know, and I think that Denver is a team that all of us would look at and say they're better than Houston. Oakland finds the weaknesses of a team and plays to it. Uh, that's what they did against Denver. They saw that Denver was weak against the run, and they ran the ball down their throats. And last uh, last week against uh, Oak, uh, Houston, they play they um, threw it to their running backs because they knew mm-hmm. that the linebackers couldn't handle that. I, I know, but Brian, look at the Bengals. They're a great regular season team. They no, don't not. show up in the playoffs. Well, not this year. They usually, no, but Ge- saying, generally usually. they are. That, well, that's my point. Like, right. Of course, you have to see them. You know, play a couple of games in the playoffs to really get a gist of what they're really going to be. But sure. f- for my sake, you know, I, I think the AFC competition really pu- uh, has an advantage for the Raiders because it's not going to be a tough road to face New England. It, it, cer- really it certainly doesn't seem like uh, the road to the Super Bowl goes through anyone but the Patriots. Yep. So if you're a team on the outside of this region looking at who you got to beat, I-, I do think it comes down to New England's going to be in that title game. And then if you're a Patriots fan, you got to wonder, like, is it going to be... Oakland? Is it going to be Denver? Is it going to be the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, that AFC West is obviously the most competitive division in the league right now, I would say. Uh, is Does Houston scare you? No. Even, even a little bit if you're the Patriots? They don't scare me. You beat them uh, 26 to nothing, granted, on, 30, yeah, on Thursday with, night football with Jacoby Brissett. Right. And with Jamie Collins still on your team. Yeah, sure. And again, it was a Thursday night game, so I don't put a lot of weight on that anyway. I, I, Houston's just not a team that scares me. And JJ Watt's even a little out for bit. the year, right? Uh, Watt is out, and Osweiler sucks. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins has had a down year. Yes, but their, can, their can offense they cover is Lamar atrocious. That, that's the offense for Houston. You it, know that uh, that Houston, uh, in terms of AFC teams, has scored the fewest amount of points of any team other than the New York Jets. Yep. They are, they are lucky that they're in abysmal that on offense. Yes, they are. I agree. And Lamar Miller's been hurt off and on the last few weeks, and I, I think if he's healthy, that's that's a tough task. I think for well, the well, Patriots. they're going to be on the road anyway. Houston will be right. Yeah. So uh, so Houston doesn't scare me. So uh, again, I, I think I think Tennessee Titans are a better team than the Houston Texans. They they definitely seem like they could be. Again, they're a young team too. They're yeah. sort of on the up and up right now. They're five and six. They're out of the playoff picture at the moment. Right. I, I mean, who knows how the AFC but in South that, yeah, I was just is going to shake in that out. Division, in that division, Houston's anyone only, can grab it. Right. Houston's only six and four right now, and you got Indy and Tennessee tied at five and six. So right. that, that division's up in the air. Uh, AFC North, uh, guys, Baltimore could still steal that thing from the Steelers if they don't get their crap together. You know, the Steelers have had a couple of down weeks where they've let games sort of get away from them. Well, Dave, you also have to take into account the fact that uh, Ben Roethlisberger missed a few games. I he think did, and Le'Veon back, Bell did as well. And right. you know that when when that team when Pittsburgh is fully healthy, they they probably have the best offense in the league. I mean, they're still not fully healthy. Uh, all their wide receivers, except for Brown, are banged up. Yeah, well, right. Marcus Wheaton, uh, Antonio Brown, and Bryant's out for Bell. the year. Yeah, they're, they're just they're incredible. Sammy Coates is hurt. Yeah, they don't have a lot of options right now, but Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell is really like their MVP of that team because he's leading in, in the rushing game, the passing game. He's a, he's a weapon for everything. 
Uh, when Ben Roethlisberger's in trouble, he and, doesn't dish it off to an Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has 10 touchdowns on the year. I know, but he doesn't. Yeah, but that's in the red zone. I'm no, saying. that's totally. Oh, a- Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, I saw a stat come up on Thursday night uh, watching the game. They, they've uh, contributed for about 56% of all of the total offensive yardage yeah. that Pittsburgh has accumulated over the past 10 weeks uh, since uh, or since Bell's return or whatever. They've. They've been the two guys that Roethlisberger has gone to the most, Bell and Brown. That's no surprise. No, it's not. You know, and, and so again, and that's a team that uh, you know they're not that good on defense. So when you're talking about teams that scare you, if you're the Patriots, and by the way, the Patriots have surrendered the fewest amount of points, and I know we've made a, a big deal of this defense and, and how we don't think they're any good, but the Patriots as a team have allowed fewer points than any other team in the AFC this year. They do struggle against a good pass rush, though. We've seen that in the past. Mm-hmm. When like the defense can get a hand on Tom Brady, that's when Brady comes a little vulnerable. Sure. So the point is, when you have a good front seven, like the Oakland Raiders or like the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, it's really going to come down to you know uh, their offense not turning over the football. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that, that's just the writing on the wall because – if you look at the Raiders, they have the talent. They just don't have the experience in my eyes. But if they can somehow get home field advantage and make it go through Oakland, they'll give them a yeah, test. I, I disagree with the whole front seven thing that you were talking about. Outside of Khalil Mack, defensively, do they really have any playmakers, Oakland? Their defense is so-so. Yeah, they got it's so-so this year. It was supposed Bruce to be. Darwin. It was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, they went out and got. Yeah, fine. Mal- but, uh, Malcolm Khalil Smith. Mack, but that's. Uh, well, if they know if like look, they have some talent anymore, on they that do. side of the ball. It yeah. hasn't really seemed cohesive, but if they put it together at the right time coming down the stretch and heading into the postseason, you never really know. This, again, like this is why the experience factor. I sort of I sort of throw it out in football because it's always that that one game. Who's going to game plan better against who? You know, so if it's Oakland going up against say the Steelers uh in, in that second week of the playoffs, I'm I'm nervous as all hell if I'm the Steelers. I, I'm not thinking that Oakland is a team just because of lack of experience is going to lose to the Steelers because the Steelers are a team that has a, a bunch of players that have playoff experience, namely Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, but my whole point is, has the Raiders hit lightning in a bottle? Like, is this just a you know a, a joke? Is I think it, it too I think premature? Can, I think we can take them for real at least this year. Oh, I, I think but they're we, absolutely for real. Yeah, but this you know offense what? is lethal. We saw Derek Carr struggle. Within his first two years, right? Sure. So I mean, he 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 wasn't Actually, like no, he's no, better now, his, though. No, no. I mean, second year he was. I think he was a Pro Bowler his second year. And I and I seem to remember what you know when he came out with that class of rookie quarterbacks. What was he with Winston and uh, and Mariota? Like Mariota, yeah. He he came out and performed just as well as those two guys, you know. And and now look at the team that he's on compared to. Uh, uh, the teams that Mariota and Winston are in charge of right now. I I look at Derek Carr as a guy who, coming out of that draft, was seriously underrated. He had a good rookie season. He's uh, probably the best quarterback you know, work, of those three. Working out some kinks, definitely, in his first two years. But this year, with Jack Del Rio as the head coach, he seems to have settled in nicely in that offense has been putting up points. They're right up there with the Patriots. They've they've got uh, they've scored more points than any other team in the AFC. It's granted it's only one more point than you've scored as the Patriots, but right. they're right up there among the best offenses. Their defense is another story. But if I'm Oakland, I'm feeling it right now. I, I'm not I'm not scared of anybody if I'm the Oakland Raiders. 
Yeah, and I, I think inexperience, you know, kind of like you said, th- gets tossed out of the window be- only because of the competition that's in the AFC. Because, you know, when you go up against these teams that, you know, have a good offense or have a good defense, you still feel confident. But my whole entire point is the Raiders have not made the playoffs in so long. They don't know what it feels like. Sure, but so, that can be that can work for a team. It too. can. You know, it's, the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson and that defense. As a sheesh, they've been up. there before, sure. Right, but I, I just gotta see Derek Carr really perform in that moment to really believe for me to become absolutely, a believer. absolutely. It's un, it's unproven, but it I, I mean, we've seen it before. You know, some teams that have young players on it, they don't know any better, and so they just go out there and play the game. You mm-hmm. know, and, and the moment doesn't feel too big for a team like Oakland right now, who just who just goes out there week after week and seems to get the job done. So. I think when they get there, it, it's going to depend on the matchup for them because this is interesting, okay? Like, would you think that Oakland would have a harder time beating the Steelers or the Ravens right now? Should they should they come to play either of those teams in the postseason? Because to me, it's the Ravens. Ravens, it's yeah. the It's going to be the team with the stronger defense that can knock Oakland off. If they meet Denver... In the postseason, I would be more concerned if I'm Oakland about Denver or the Ravens than I would about a team like the Steelers or even the Texans who have a decent defense, but like it's not as good as what Baltimore and Denver has done this year. Even the Chiefs, they end up playing against either of their uh, AFC West opponents yeah. this year. This uh, that that could be the end of the road for Oakland. Yeah, I, I'd just be worried about facing a good defense if I'm Derek Carr. Um, just because, it, like I said, it's a brand new season. It's the playoffs. You know, you, you're going to struggle against a good front seven. You're going to struggle against a good secondary. Yeah, but what good defense is there in the AFC outside of Denver? Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's pretty good. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's The decent. Patriots, you could say, have yeah. a decent defense. You know, and I know that it doesn't look good. It's never pretty. But, that's but the they end don't of, give up points. But that's the end of the road. Like that—that's a AFC championship. If that happens, right, right. So, so you're talking about four teams with really, uh, you know, uh, high quality defenses, basically. So if the road is going through Gillette, I don't like the Raiders' chances. If the Raiders hold home field advantage, then you can kind of convince me. But for now, if it's Gillette, I don't have the—I don't have the faith in Oakland making it to the AFC championship. I don't. And I don't have the faith of them well, winning. Well, the only way, no, no, the only way that right now, with them being the top two seeds in the AFC, if they meet, yeah, they, they would get only home. be in the AFC Championship game, right. and it would be in Oakland. Right. Well, that's if, it, yeah, if the season if ended it today, pans it out, if the season Oakland. ended today. Yeah. Which, uh, and Oakland's got a pretty tough schedule coming down the stretch, if I'm not mistaken, whereas the Patriots. Well, the Patriots also play Denver and Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, which, which Oakland has already beaten. And I mean, they're in Denver. Right. Yep. That's a game that I look at as, uh, you know, a potential loss for the Patriots, absolutely. I don't know if I see them losing to Baltimore, though. You know, and, and then you've got for, for Oakland, I'm sorry, I'm just bringing up the schedule right now. They've got they got to play Carolina, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Diego, Indy, and then Denver again on uh, New Year's Day. So they, they don't... They don't have the easiest schedule either. You know, Carolina, I know they've been bad this year, but that's a team that can pull off a victory. Uh, Buffalo, not the greatest of teams, but we've even seen uh, Buffalo at their best can be a pretty difficult team to play against, at least uh, on the offensive side if you're their opponent. Kansas City, another good defense, and then Denver in that final game. That could be huge for both of those teams. You know, so they're going to be in a rock fight 
uh, Oakland is on January 1st in that final game of the season with Denver. Patriots better not mess up. One of those two teams has to lose that game, and that could be the game down the stretch where, you know, home field advantage is determined for the Patriots. Yeah. Considering the two of them have to go against each other, Oakland and Denver. And if Oakland wins four or five out of the six, I kind of have faith in them going into the playoffs and showing something, but it's going to be a hard stretch, and that's why I might not have a lot of faith in them winning um, you know, the AFC Championship or getting to the AFC Championship. All right, 603-883-9900. The Loving Mitsubishi text line is 845-827-1250. We'll be back with our Week 12 NFL picks here on the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, celebrating 10 years as Manchester's sports station. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Sergeant R.J. Anderson's dream was to take to the skies. I've always wanted to be a soldier, but my ultimate goal was to be a pilot. I think I was meant to to fly. I had just applied to be a part of the 160th SOAR Regiment, and I was going to airborne school that next Monday. So I decided to go on a motorcycle ride with my buddies. We were going through a turn, and that's all I remember. That's the day everything changed. I was told by the doctor that I would never walk again. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. They help you transition for the rest of your life to that individual that you want to be. Sports like hand cycling really pushes you to, to find who you are in that redefining moment after injury. With PVA Sports, I've, I've found my freedom. Now when I think about my future, the possibilities are endless. For more information, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? (laughs) It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Sergeant R.J. Anderson was devastated after learning he would never walk again. My world turned upside down. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. PVA offers amazing support and opportunities. To learn more, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins fell to old friend Dougie Hamilton and the Calgary Flames 2-1 last night at TD Garden. It's the third straight loss for the black and gold. The team remains winless without Tuka Rask in net. 
David Pasternak scored the Bruins' lone goal in his return to the ice from injury, his 12th of the year. Next for the Bruins, they'll take on the Lightning when they visit the Garden on Sunday. The Celtics saw their modest three-game win streak come to an end last night thanks to a 109-103 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Kawhi Leonard with a game-high 25 points. The Spurs also scored 56 points off the bench to the Greens' 30. Boston now 9-7 on the year. The Seas will travel to Miami to take on the Heat on Monday. The Patriots listed eight players as questionable for Sunday's game against the New York Jets, including quarterback Tom Brady, who's been nursing a knee injury since Week 10. Tight ends Rob Gronkowski and Martellus Bennett were also listed as questionable after both were limited participants in Friday's practice. Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, and Cyrus Jones round out that list of questionable players. Matthew Slater has been ruled out. Kickoff from MetLife Stadium tomorrow is at 425. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Alrighty, it is week 12 of the NFL season, and that means it is time for our NFL picks. Uh, we've been off for uh, a little while here, so I've lost track of who's leading. Brian, if you could just remind me Mark. how we're doing. Mark, Mark, Mark still? Damn it! Still, still, still Mark. Crushing getting it. harder to catch him. Oh. It is. It is. At so least, why, uh, what's the deal? Yeah, go by the records. So I want to hear it. Mark's 106, 55 and 2. Wow. Okay. Uh, Ashish is 98, 63 and 2. We're doing pretty Dang. good. We're doing pretty good. Mark, I mean, Dave is 96, 65 and 2, and I'm 91, in there. 68 and 2. Oof. Okay, so it's You've a three horse off race. off the map. It's a three horse <laughs> race. <laughs> really? I'm only five games behind little Dave over here. Nah, the map oh. is uh, the the map has got me, Ashish, and Mark on it, and you're down underneath Antarctica. Is that why I'm way off the map? 25 games above 500. Well, I mean, we're all well above 500. He is 50 games above 500. (laughs) (laughs) You were having quite a year in picks, man. Mark is uh, just taking the picks this year to a new level. That's that's crazy. Going with the gut. Crazy good. You should be betting on these games. I'm thinking about it. Don't gamble. No, I'm not. This is the one week where you like you fall off. Yeah. Of, like, <laughs> go back. Yeah, we need. We all need Mark to have like a one in fifteen week somehow. Well, let's see if that. Virtually happens. impossible. We'll see. And we all need to pick against this fifteen games. Right. Okay. Right. right. And we all have to be correct. Well, uh, uh, part of the reason why, guys, is because my uh, Dolphins are on a winning streak. So. Yeah. There you go. Right. And you've been the sticking dolphins with them. Don't look so bad. Sticking right with now. them. They're, they're doing quite sticking all right. Sticking with them. What are they? Six and four now. Yeah. Six and four. Look at that. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. All right, first pick, guys. Jacksonville at Buffalo. Yeah, give me Buffalo in this one. I don't like uh, Jacksonville even a little bit this year. They they took a step backwards this year. Uh, I thought that the Jaguars were going to be a team that might just compete for a playoff spot. Nope. Uh, Blake Bortles, I thought, would improve year to year, and nope. it seems like he's also gone backwards. The defense sucks. Um yeah, Buffalo is one of those teams that's really fringe for me anyway. Yeah, hit or miss, that Rex Ryan coached defense is just like, eh. It's so underwhelming to me at this point. But but I do think that Buffalo has enough talent on both sides of the field to be able to beat the Jaguars. Yeah. So, so give me Buffalo at home against the Jags. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm also taking Buffalo. I mean, they've lost three of the last four, but they have a good matchup against a terrible Jacksonville Jaguars team. Sammy Watkins will be back for the first time since, like, week two. Is he actually going to be back? Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Word on the street is Sammy Watkins will play. LaShawn McCoy will also uh, be playing last time I checked. Uh, and that gives the Bills a huge bump in uh, in terms of what they can do offensively. It gives them a huge advantage. And again, like I said, they're playing a terrible, terrible team. So give me the Bills in this one. It's time for the Jacksonville Jaguars to really cut loose on Bradley. I, I just don't think he really has it. Um, they have Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, you know, pretty good studs in the college football. And they really showed up. And it, it's, it's due to because I, I think it's because of Gus Bradley. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Buffalo because – I just don't have faith in Jacksonville. Going into Buffalo, uh, Bills Mafia, they're ready to go. I, I, I can't not pick Buffalo. I have to start making some moves, and so I'm going Jacksonville. I, I, it's I, a good I, game to do it because yeah. these two teams are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but. they're both they're both on the downhill. Yeah. Keep on file, falling down and down the hill. Yeah. Allen Robinson, I think, is the real threat here uh, for Jacksonville. Oh, come on. He's having a terrible year. He's been fine. He's scored Ro- in four maybe, straight games. Yeah, he's maybe the only consistent part of that right. team. Right. I think this is the week that Jacksonville gets their run game going. Uh, Yeldon's hurt, so they only have one back. Chris Ivory. Ivory. Chris Ivory. You think that this is the week that Chris Ivory gets going? Uh, no. Against Buffalo? Yes. No. You think so, huh? Yes, this is the week. This is the week that Jacksonville gets off the schneid. Gets a win. I'm benching. I'm benching guess, guess everyone. We'll see what happens. I yeah. mean, Chris Ivory is pretty fragile back there now, yeah. too. Mm. I'm benching everyone besides Allen Robinson. Okay, makes there sense. you go. All right, next up, guys, San Francisco at Miami. Uh, the streak just keeps on going for the Miami Dolphins. Choo-choo. Mark is going to be able to party once again on Sunday and have a good time watching football because Miami is at home playing. The 49ers, Chip Kelly. who One are by far maybe the most terrible team in the league Not this named year. the Browns. Cleveland. Cleveland. Not named Cleveland. Not You're <laughs> right. I mean, they're right there. They are right there with Cleveland in terms of just being an atrocious team to watch. I mean, I don't know how the Patriots didn't uh, put up more points against rainy. San Francisco. It was rainy, that, but this was, this was a San Francisco team that tried really hard to turn the ball over numerous times against the Patriots. Uh, they they couldn't pick up the five fumbles that the San Francisco Giants had. You you turn one of those into 49ers. a turnover. Not the Giants. Oh, my God. My, my Freudian <laughs> slips today. Oh, right. San Francisco. They, yeah, they have the, the, the baseball team could go yeah. out there yeah. and play better than this football team, nice okay? Save. Probably. So. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the quarterback? Madison Bumgarner? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, of course. He's got a rocket Tim for Tim come. I mean, uh, Kaepernick. He's not out the team. I know. Kaepernick okay. might as well just convert to baseball the way he throws 95-mile-an-hour fastballs to his receivers in the rainy weather. Like, how does he think they're going to catch the football? <laughs> it's unbelievable to watch a team like, like the 49ers play and put the football on the ground five times. If the Patriots make one of those turnovers happen, it's a complete blowout. Yeah. Uh, I I actually think Miami in Miami is going to be more prone to actually complete those turnovers. So I look for the Giants to have a, a terrible time playing in Miami this week, and I think Miami's going to beat them something like thirty-five to ten. It's going to be a wow. blowout this week for Miami. Nice. I'm also taking the Dolphins, and Mark, this is my lock. Lock of the I week. I can't believe it. No but this way. This is my lock of the week. If you were to tell me that four <laughs> weeks ago. Wow, what a, what a turn Somewhere of Somewhere Tom Rowe is listening to this right now. Shaking just, his head. Yeah, like, he that just is probably slammed on the brakes if he's driving. Yeah, 
I'm taking the Dolphins over the 49ers. It is my lock of the week, guys. As Dave just said, the Niners stink. Oh, they're terrible. I saw this firsthand last Sunday. Uh, Dolphins, meanwhile, are on the up and up. You know, they've uh, won five straight games uh, thanks to the emergence of Jay Ajayi and also Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Been pretty good. Adequate. Pretty good. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think they'll have a problem making it six straight wins. Give me Miami. Yeah, Miami's coming in the game 6-4 and four on a hot streak. I, I don't see them getting cold at all. Um, the only problem that I have is the offensive line. When the offensive line is healthy, Miami succeeds. Um, but without Brandon Albert, without Mike Pouncey, they're going to have a little bit of a struggle running the ball. I, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have a game, and th- this is where he steps up. I think it's going to be a 14-point margin. And I think the Dolphins run away with a victory with Colin Kaepernick struggling. I think it's all about the defense for Miami in okay. this one. I think the, it's with Colin Kaepernick being mobile and running out and getting sacked set multiple times. I say seven sacks for a Miami defense. You think week. he forces the ball and yeah. a couple interceptions? Yeah. Maybe a strip sack yep. put, put, uh, gives Miami a defensive touchdown. So right. if you're if you're fantasy looking for a defense to stream miami is the way to go all right picked them up i'm starting them (laughs) all right next up guys arizona at atlanta arizona struggling so far this year and atlanta coming off a bye yeah uh i definitely like atlanta in this one arizona did not turn out to be the the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year where it looked like they were keeping up with the patriots that week one and that maybe was their best overall performance when you're looking back at Arizona's year so far. I mean, they came close to beating a team in the Patriots that uh, if you were to say right now that Arizona was going to play the Patriots next week, they wouldn't have a chance. No. So, so uh, Atlanta coming off the bye, Atlanta at home. They've been one of the best offenses in all of the NFL this year. Their defense has performed adequately. No, it has Go- not. Good enough. Good enough for me to say no, that the not. Arizona offense is not going to be able to put up enough points to, to outscore Atlanta. I expect this to be a modest shootout and a final score of about 34-24 to 24 in favor of Atlanta on their home field. That's a lot of points. I'm actually taking Arizona in this one. I feel like Atlanta's wow. due for a letdown game. I mean, Matt Ryan has been on a torrid pace this year. He's an MVP candidate. But I just think that the Falcons are going to lose this one. They do this every year where they start hot and then the wheels come off. And I just think that, look, as you said, Dave, the Cardinals are having a down year. They're not what we – I'm not going to do the Dennis Green thing again. I've been they're doing bad. No, no, but they're yeah, not, do you know, that. what we were expecting from yes. uh, from them this year. I like that terminology. But, uh, but I think that they can still be a lethal offense. They've still got Carson Palmer, who when he wants to be can be a good quarterback. Uh, he's got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got David Johnson, and they're going up against a terrible defense. So I think Arizona can win this one on the road. Terrible Atlanta, defense. Atlanta always adequate. screws things up. Not even close to adequate. Good enough to help their offense. Extremely win. below average. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go with Atlanta. Um, just because Carson Palmer has a Bengals ask to him every time he touches the football. And um, when, when it comes to this defense, I think it's beatable. I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are going to connect multiple times. And I think it's going to be like a 21-17 kind of game. I don't think it's going to be that big of a, a shootout. But um, I, I do think both defenses, you know, play pretty good. Yeah, um, but Atlanta's defense does suck. It's going to be 31-28. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think. This, and Arizona is going to come out in front. And Catanzaro is going to have the game-winning kick. That's 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 what I'm going with. Yeah, you're placing your hedges on a, on <laughs> yeah. a kicker this year. Good luck with that. But that sounds like a solid plan. Well, it's going to be the Larry Fitzgerald show. I, I think he's going to run 
wild on this Atlanta defense. Trufant might be coming back, but Trufant can't cover Fitzgerald. He'll probably be on, like, Floyd. Yeah. They'll ease him back in. Trufant's good, though. Yeah, he's he's decent. I mean, Patrick Peterson's going to be draped all up on Julio Jones. Yeah, and Julio's going to be all over Patrick Peterson. So I mean, yeah. the last time it they faced... Ways. I give Julio that edge. The last yeah. time they faced, sure, Julio Jones did burn him. Maybe he learned from his, his mistakes. And yeah, Julio he, Jones gets one catch this week. He won't. One catch. Julio is what I'm calling. Julio's a monster. That's what I'm calling. It's going to be one catch for like 98 yards and a touchdown. No, yeah. it's one catch for two yards and a fumble. Uh, Carolina at Oakland. Yeah, uh, give me Oakland on this one. Um, Carolina's done a little bit better over the past few weeks, uh, but I don't think that they're a good team this year. I really don't. Uh, especially following last year's performance, Carolina's been one of the more surprisingly bad teams this Let year, down. in my opinion. Yeah. And I know that uh, Josh Norman no longer a part of that defensive unit, but who would have thought that it would create such a ripple effect to have Josh Norman not be the cornerback of that team this year? Um, they're just so-so offensively, and they're really nothing special on defense. Uh, Carolina's not a special team this year Especially on Luke either Keekly. side yeah. of the Keekly's football. Out this week. Yeah. And Keekley, of course, yeah, the concussions. Um, that was tough to watch. It's scary times for Keekley. you got to feel for a guy that has to undergo that sort of thing. And Oakland, again, we just talked about them last segment. They just seem to go out there and get it done week after week. I think their offense is... A pretty high-powered passing offense, and when you're going up against a team that really has struggled to stop the pass in Carolina, that's what the game plan is going to be for Oakland, and they're also at home. So give me the Raiders at home to top the Carolina Panthers this week. In case you couldn't tell, I love the Oakland Raiders. Uh, yes. I really like yeah. Derek Khalil Carr. Mack. We know Amari Khalil Cooper. Mack went to Buffalo. Michael, yeah. Oh, no, I, I wasn't even going there. <laughs> <Go> Bulls! <I> was, <laughs> well, that as well. But I was talking about Derek Carr, Maury Cooper, Michael Crabtree. This offense is insanely you just good. like them all. I know, like everyone. The MC of ACDC. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's, it's I mean, group. like, listen, guys, as I said earlier, if it's not the Patriots representing the AFC in Super Bowl 51, you can be damn sure it's going to be the Oakland Raiders. Give me the Raiders. They'll beat Carolina. Raiders. They'll be nine and two. Raiders Nation. Yeah, they're gonna leave that city next year. Carolina has just been really, really bad, and there's no answer to why. Um, and I, I think it was a distraction of them getting rid of Josh Norman in the beginning of the year, and I, I don't think it helped out their character going into the year. I think it's upset to injury, no pun intended, with Luke Keekley now. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be a huge game where Oakland just. Tears that defense apart. I think Cam Newton throws at least three picks just because Ooh. that defense is coming after him. Kill it, so Cam. I would say give me, uh, give me the Raiders. I'm going Carolina. I need to make up games, and I feel. <laughs> so you're picking based on. It's a short week for Oakland. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cam Newton has not been his MVP self, and nope. Oakland's defense is beatable. And so far, I. I I, I believe that Carolina will lean on the trio of Greg Olson, Calvin Benjamin, Cam Newton to start getting points on the board. Yes, they are missing their starting center. And yes, the new guy who replaced him does not know anything about football, apparently. Because okay. uh, I watched him against... Uh, actually, they've had... Uh, Carolina's had like two weeks to rest because they played on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not this past Thursday night. Right, Thursday yeah. Night ten days. Ten days. So ten days rest. I think ten days rest... Beat six days rest, and I don't know. I, I feel like Carolina will come out of the woodworks, and Atlanta's falling off. Carolina might sneak into the postseason. Yeah, we never know. Never know. 
I don't feel good about him though. Yeah, I mean, most <laughs> people don't, but I do. I do. Yeah, Cardiac you like Cat. the Panthers. Did you? Cardiac did you? Pick, you got an infatuation with Carolina, you like the Panthers? This, yes, uh, just like a sheesh does with Oakland. So the two of you should just get together <laughs> and watch that game. Just rub oil on it's, each other. It's not yeah. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on TV. Let's move so on. <laughs> Kansas City at Denver. I'm taking Denver. Uh, this is a pretty good matchup of two AFC West teams. Both have good defenses. Denver's at home, though, and I think that's going to make the difference for them. I think that Denver's a tough team to beat at home. I love this game, though. I, I, I'm probably going to try and sit there and watch this game this week. Uh, there haven't been many weeks where you can look at a particular matchup and say that's one you want to watch. Denver, Kansas City. Uh, two of the better defenses in the AFC. In fact, uh, they are one and two, respectively. Uh, or, sorry, they are three and four, respectively, because the Patriots still have that number one uh, points allowed in defense somehow. It, it doesn't feel that way, but they do. Uh, give me Denver at home, and I like it to end on a field goal by uh, McManus. And 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 it's going to be a low scoring game. It'll be something wow. like twenty to twenty to seventeen, nineteen seventeen, something to that effect. I'm looking at my notes for this game, and it's almost like Dave and I wrote this together because Identical. I literally <laughs> I wrote down I'll take Denver at home in this one by a field goal, and then I also wrote I expect it to be a low scoring defensive struggle. Ooh. So kind of close in yeah. terms of what you just said. Isn't that an offensive struggle? Not well, it's called. It's referred to as a defensive struggle it's in the sure. game, we which have. makes no sense. I, I agree. I don't no. like it either. I don't like it either. But Semantics. that's weird. And um, you know, look, you know, this is all I'll say. I love the AFC West. It's the most intriguing division in football this season. They have three legit playoff teams. I feel bad for the San Diego Chargers, who are pretty good. They're going to be on the outside looking in. <laughs> they just keep losing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, Denver's going to take this one at home. Um, but it's going to be low scoring, so anything can happen. But mm -hmm. I'm expecting Denver to win it. I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, I think that Kansas City has a little bit of momentum on their side, and they feel good about themselves going into the playoffs. D and they I, they I, do? After losing to Tampa Bay last week? They did lose last it, it's, week. It's okay. At Arrowhead? They lost at home. It's okay. Jameis Winston got lucky. It's okay. <laughs> it happens, okay? But I think that Kansas City really comes into Denver and proves everybody wrong. I, I think that brought – I mean, um, you know uh, – Alex Smith? No. The, the other quarterback. Simeon? Simeon. Oh, Simeon. Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Trevor Simeon has a bad day. I think Kansas City's D shows up. Marcus Peters has a real good game. He's hurt, but that's okay. He's questionable. He's questionable. Yeah. He'll play. All right, if you say so. But I, I think that Kansas City really plays good against uh, Denver. Denver wins because it's at home. No. Denver does not look at my, uh, lose at Mile High Stadium. Oh, another thing about the Oakland, uh, they played at 7,000 feet above sea level. So Mexico I think that, City. That, yeah. that affects them. Going, uh, not anymore. Now they're breathing clean air. Yes. They're not still in Mexico. They're not still in Mexico City. I'm Trump just saying. Them back they, in have, country. They, they, don't, they only have six days to recover from that pollution. Well, who That's knows? not enough time. I mean, just uh, maybe someone will bring a laser pointer and shine it in Derek Carr's face. That's what Luke Kuechly's going to do blind. he has nothing else to do. Yeah. That's how he's going to play defense. Uh, Green Bay at Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, uh, Green Bay uh, would be my pick, uh, generally. Generally. <laughs> but this year they seem to just not be able to win football games. Oh, they don't have a defense. Oh, I don't. I, yeah, but you would still think that Aaron Rodgers... And, and, and by the way, everybody, because uh, how often have we sat here and said... Tom Brady allows the Patriots to suck in other areas. Shouldn't it be the same for Aaron Rodgers, the way that Good we point. talk about this guy? Yeah. Well, not when you don't have 
anyone on defense. <laughs> They're down to their backup, to their backup, to their backup, to their backup cornerback. Okay, yeah. well, it's bad, but I, I, I no, mean, it's tr- really is bad. It, is it so bad that the they should be a four and six team right now? They got a four string cornerback playing in the secondary right now. My God, they still have a high powered offense when you when you consider Jordy Nelson and and Aaron Rodgers are the two mainstays there. Like you would think they'd have a, a better record than four and six. Well, they should take a book a page out of the book of Atlanta Falcons because their defense is atrocious, but their offense is pretty good. It, Seriously, their, their offense is way better than Green Bay. Because they have a run game. Green Bay also like, doesn't have a run game. Green Bay has given up more points than they have scored this year, and that's all you need to know about Green Bay. They suck on defense. They don't have a running uh, back. Philadelphia obviously has uh, been on a downward trajectory, a little bit of a downward trajectory. It hasn't been the Wentz, uh, the so Wentz steeply downhill, but yes, uh, Wentz uh, eventually is is going to be benched. Honestly, like because he can't he can't really run this offense. I don't think the way that people thought he would be able to at the beginning of the year. Uh, maybe there was a little novelty to it at the beginning of the year, but they are now. At the uh, in the basement of the NFC East at five and five, I still think they're gonna pull this one out somehow, uh, being at home against the Green Bay Packers. So give me Philly to uh, quote unquote upset. I guess the Packers <laughs> they they both suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the Eagles desperately need a win to get back into the race for the wild card spot, and I think they will do that with a win at home against the Packers. Obviously, the Cowboys are taking the NFC East. Uh, there's no question about that. But the Eagles are still very much in it. They need to get back on track, and they will do that this week against the Packers. Yeah, Packers have been a disappointment. Um, the Eagles have been recently after their hot streak. Um, but they don't have a running back, I believe, that's really healthy. Darren Sproles, uh, that's about it. Yeah. Oh, they got Kenyon Barner. Smallwood. Smallwood. Smallwood's yeah. the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about it. It's an unfortunate um, But I'm going to have to go with the Packers. I, I can't go against the Green Bay again. I got to go with the Packers on this one. I think Philly just choked at home. You know, Carson Wentz has a bad game like he did against the Vikings, so... I'm going to have to go with Packers. Taking the cheese. I was going to go Packers, but since you picked them, I am going Philadelphia. They have a good defense at home, and I think that's the mainstay here, that Philadelphia <laughs> plays well at home. Strategic. And I need to pick against Mark. Yeah, you're going to strategic pick. I, I mean, you're already off. You're, yeah. you're out of it. You're so you're I done. mean, it's over for you. It's not over. Nah, nah, it's not nah, over nah. until the fat lady sings, and I'm not letting her Dude, sing Dude, the yet. fat lady had a show last week for yeah. you. Aretha Franklin. You could hear her singing a mile down the street. Yeah, Brian Roach. at New York Jets. Last pick, guys. <laughs> uh, give me the Patriots, uh, and I know I said earlier to you know to sort of Trap be, be a contrarian <laughs> prick. <laughs> just uh, just that it could be one of those games where you know everyone thinks that the Jets are uh, a bad team, and you're right. The Jets are three and seven. They're not a good team, but they always give you a good fight. All right, this is a team that always plays well against the Patriots. It's the first game of the year. It's a little odd that it's happening this late, but it's the first game of the year against the Jets. It's at MetLife Stadium. Is Fitzpatrick playing? Fitzpatrick yes. is playing. He gets he the nod over Petty. And you know what? After last week's inability to create turnovers against a San Francisco 49ers team that leads the league in turnovers, I don't have any confidence that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to uh, turn the ball over to you this week. He might, he might just go back to looking like uh, the guy he looked like last year against your team. So so don't don't 
undersell the Jets this week if you're the Patriots. I know they're a bad team, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has had an atrocious season, but watch out for it to be a closer game than you think it is. I still take the Patriots, but I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to throw any interceptions this week. He will not be Pitzpatrick this week. (laughs) He will be Fitzpatrick. I'm taking the Pets. I'm taking the Pets in this game uh, as well. Um, but I'm just going to echo the same sentiment as Dave. It's not going to be a blowout. Uh, you know, a lot of guys have mispracticed. Gronk might not play. He's going to be a game-time decision. Martellus Bennett is dealing with an ankle injury. Tom Brady missed a couple practices with a knee injury. Alan Branch might play. be smoking weed before the game. Exactly. Yep. So it's going to be a close game. Quarters. It's not going to yeah. be a blowout, but the Patriots will pull it off. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pats, too. I, I think the Jets are just by far the Garbage. worst team. When, when you lose 9-3 to three against the L.A. Rams. That's bad. I mean, that that's pretty bad. No, it was 9-6. Was, was it 9-6? They, they scored it. The sc- the no, no, they scored a touchdown. Oh, they did, and they missed the extra <laughs> they point. They missed the extra, the extra point. point. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was well, Brandon Marshall, either way, in a nutshell, either shuffled way. the ball to Bilal Powell for a touchdown. Either way, you could not beat the L.A. Rams. No. Okay? You could not. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Pats really running the table. I, I think... I think it's going to be a blowout, guys. I really do. I think it's going to be like a 34 to 16 game. Wow. Patriots are my lock of the week, yeah. and they win. win they're, they're my lock of the week, the too. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right, yeah. that wraps up our Week 12 picks. We did seven picks this week. Yeah, yeah we, we went way over. One. We were way over. So. It's okay. You know what? We've been gone for a while. We've kind of forgotten how to do certain things. Our timing's off. Where, Can we go where, to break? We're saying the wrong <laughs> names. Yeah, we don't know how we. to talk. What do you mean, We. <laughs> well, have you not said anything wrong today? No, I've been perfect. You've been perfect I don't know what today, you're talking huh? about. I haven't, I, my listening is clearly <laughs> off base, too. We'll work on that in the break. We'll be right back. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Scott McGilvray, president of the National Education Association, New Hampshire. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of the long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read, and I read too, do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around the home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in New Hampshire can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. Great public schools are a basic right for every student. A message from NEA New Hampshire. 
Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Great Lakes. Must be an accident. Bad one. Big truck, little car. That doesn't usually end well. When a large truck or bus meets your car on the highway, it can be fatal. They have very large blind spots or no zones in front, behind the trailer, to the left of the driver, and a large portion of the right side of the vehicle. If you can't see the driver in his side view mirror, he can't see you. Follow this simple tip because safe driving is everyone's responsibility. Sponsored by the New Hampshire Department of Safety and aired in cooperation with this station. All right, welcome back to the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. For some reason, our outro music yep. is playing as our intro for this segment. It will also play as the outro music because it, it will fire off automatically. <laughs> <laughs> it will not, actually. Actually, it won't do that. <laughs> See, So what, did it fire off automatically on us already and yeah. now it's now it's our intro? I think it's a sign. I think he wants us to get off air. It's really weird. <laughs> but yeah. we're going to uh, – so hold on, Brian. Now tell me, are we going to have to temper this next minute to see if we go immediately to break? <laughs> uh, I hope not. No, I don't think we will. <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> are you you know, this is already the most <laughs> interesting thing that's happened on this show today. The force is with you. Well, Brian. we're about to find out, so maybe we'll see you after the break, right? Okay, yeah. let's see. I right, think we're good. Let's just hold out. on I a minute. We'll see. Let's wait. We're good. We okay. Are good. All right. All right. That, that is yeah. strange. All right. Well, we're welcome good. back, everybody. Welcome that back. Is, wow, that has never happened before. Why did our outro music fire? It just fired off. Uh, I think cause, right? um, it was just queued up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We're talking Celtics, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's All get right. to it, Let's Mark. Let's go green. Well, the Celtics have been ah, really, really average They've as of late. They've just been so-so, man, yeah. haven't they? They have been, and they don't have that grit and like determination to win games anymore. They lose that touch, and I'm trying to figure out why. Doesn't it feel like they performed last year to an extent where people thought to themselves, and I'm talking fans, and maybe this sort of attitude uh, trickled into the locker room a little bit, but that they overachieved last year to some extent just by winning two games in the playoffs and finishing where they did. I, I feel like this team somehow has this uh, this mentality like they are performing at a level that is above and beyond. And And to me, it's almost like they've stopped striving to get better this year, where maybe they're just what I'm trying to say is they seem content. Even keel, they yeah. seem too content, content complacent. At, at the level that they are at right now, and it doesn't look like they're gonna have the year that we thought. We, we were looking for incremental improvements year well, after there, year. The thing is, there was 
injuries. There, there's injuries that play into this. Al Horford, Jay Crowder missed. Yeah, they they've been what, yeah, eight but, to ten games. Time, but uh, I mean, don't you think some of the comments from guys like Isaiah Thomas yeah. are a little concerning? They're really it, concerning. It, it almost seems like the team is is a little full of themselves here this year. Well, Dave, I, I think the missing part that they don't have is a guy down the stretch that can really get the job done. And a guy that came to my eyes was Evan Turner last year. Sure. And, I mean, I would take Al Horford. They missed a shooter this year. They're, yeah. Definitely, they're missing a shooter like him. Well, I would take Al Horford over Evan Turner and Jared Sollinger any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, their roles were cemented. Jared Sollinger was a rebounder. Evan Turner was your clutch guy down the stretch. He put right. up some crazy amount of points, you know, here, here and there. So, I mean, you look at it, he even had a lot of triple doubles with them. Um, so he did it all. Um, when it comes to Al Horford, he, can't, he comes off a little soft to me. A, a little soft. Like, you know, a concussion, it's a, it's a concussion, okay? You have mm-hmm. to go through protocol. You have to go through all, all this stuff. But for me, I, I want to see a little more of this guy. I want to see a little more grit with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. It seems like they're just get like you said, they're too comfortable you're, sitting you're back. You're right about it, though. And and I can't – it's tough to pinpoint it you know, where it's this early in the year. But you're right. There seems to be that intensity that they had last year where they played even when they lost. Yep. You could say that this team was fighting for the victory. It almost seemed like they were in every game going down the stretch last year. This year it feels a little bit different. It does. And I don't know if it's, you know, the grit just doesn't seem to be there. And I don't know if that's, you know, due to the loss of guys like Sullinger and Turner. I mean, Sullinger wasn't a guy that struck me oh, as a hard tur- worker. Turner Turner Tur- was the guy that had Turner. The- I think they do kind of miss the role that he that he had on the team last year, but I don't know. I don't know with Al Horford. I I haven't seen enough. He seems to do the right stuff. He seems to be a guy that Brad Stevens likes to coach, and he's a coachable player, which, uh, I mean, Stevens must love. But I don't know where the, that grit and determination has gone to make these games close and, and maybe pull out a couple extra victories here. Yeah, All right, let's quickly go to a call here. We've got Mark in Manchester. What's up, Mark? Uh, good morning, guys. I uh, caught you guys on the uh, the air again. and um, Nice. You were talking about the Celtics. Uh, quick comment on what Isaiah said. Um I don't feel any sort of way about it because, I mean, you still have old timers, you know, old heads who still can't get over games they lost <clears throat> 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, you know, so, um, you know, he's a, a little guy in the big man's league. So right away he's playing, you know, at a disadvantage, quote unquote. And, um, you know, to lose the way they did. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street.
Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or Basque Imaging. 